This week's guest is Justin Irby. He's F3 Dagger, and we have him on because I heard about an awesome ministry that he has where he helps house uh, people recovering from addiction, and they have up to 30 different people, and they get uh, separate bedrooms. It's just a, an amazing ministry that he has, and it came about because he has overcome addiction issues and problems he's from the f3 metro area and guys like dread and slaughter and dark helmet these guys have spoken into his life and a guy named monkey feet who really made a huge impact on him because the f3 guys down there in charlotte ran an, an ao at at the recovery area and where he was in rehab and he got involved on saturday mornings and monkey feet monkey feet spoke into his life and as he recovered and then he started attending church again he started this ministry where he helps uh, people who are uh, recovering have found find some uh, housing uh, that they can afford and uh, just another high impact man. So sit back and listen to Dagger's uh, testimony about not only his uh, F three but about his faith. Welcome to the High Impact Man podcast. High impact men from across the nation sharing their stories of inspiration, encouragement, and hope. Gosh, seek transformational relationships. Now, what you're hearing from the culture is not right. Pick up the six, you know what I mean? But you never know who your six sometimes is. Stop being less. To help others become the virtuous leaders they are called to be and that our nation desperately needs. Yeah, here we go with another episode of the High Impact Man podcast. We're coming to you from uh, DFib's uh, gym once again. We used to call it the Nan Cave. I'm not the Nantan anymore, so it can't be called that. Uh, this is our, our studio, and our guest today is a guy named Dagger, and uh, you're going to really like his story. Uh, I think that uh, another guy with that's just a high impact man who's have a, uh, had to overcome some obstacles in his life, but uh, we're really excited to get to know him. Um and uh, this is, let's see, November, what's today, the 20th, 21st? 21st, I think. I believe you are correct. <laughs> November 21st. It's a Tuesday morning, and uh, our friend Dial up here is eight days removed from what was called GTE 44 down in Cape Fear, Wilmington, North Carolina. Uh, if you guys listened to the podcast two episodes ago, we, um, we uh, well, two episodes ago from this recording, we... Uh, um, Came at, came at you live from the GTE. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed that. Uh, before I go any further, let me introduce myself. My name is Nevin Gorky. I am known as DFib to the guys in the F3 world. Uh, for those who don't know, F3 stands for Fitness, Fellowship, and Faith. It's a free uh, <coughs> group of guys that get together outside and work out hard, and our mission is to uh, help guys become better leaders. The mission statement is to plant, grow, and serve small workout groups for men for the invigoration of male community leadership. And our mission here at the podcast is to bring men on to tell their story, to motivate, encourage, inspire other men to be uh, better leaders. And so it's really cool to get to know new guys. And uh, as I've already mentioned, my co-host here, Troy Klinger, otherwise known as Dial Up, uh, is with me as usual. And uh, so Dial Up, uh, the GTE, for those who don't know, um, it's a uh, an overnight ruck, basically, where they beat the snot out of you. Uh, carrying logs and not, uh, not physically beating you not but. physically beating you but it's kind of like a little bit of taste of special forces training or you know, boot camp all rolled into one yeah. 14 to 15 hour overnight uh slog fest carrying logs and just a joyous john around the beach yeah just a joyous john around the beach so now you're you are you're eight days removed from that any uh since you've had a little time i know you've been on the run you were out to missouri to see your 2.0 2.0 running the uh um 
<laughs> National Cross Country Championships. Yeah, D- Division Two. That's division the thing two, I was trying. D2. Division. The yeah. word the division D2, was escaping yeah, me. Division yep, Two, National Championship Cross Country Meet. Uh, so you know, what are your thoughts now since you uh, had a little time to think about it? Well, the body's recovered. Um, you, you know, it just continues just to be. Uh, it was just a, a really special event. Um, again, just inspired. I, you know, I called into Hello Kitty's uh, COT, I and mean, you know, what I shared on there was just you know, the, the impact of seeing some young guys step up and lead a bunch of men was really inspiring to me. Because I, 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 you know, I said I said on Kitty's podcast, I said, you know, I'm an old guy, and at times I have a kind of a doom and gloom uh, perspective of man, young people today, you know, collectively as mm-hmm. a whole, just aren't as you know, aren't as good of leaders, you know, they're a little soft, um, not as inspiring. They're a little lazy. Uh, but, but seeing, you know, two guys go out there, you know, 17 year old, 21 year old lead, lead platoons of grown men. Yeah. Um, you know, not, and not just lead them in cadence, but like lead them through, you know, pretty, pretty good scenarios as we're, as we're, you know, taking our platoons, you know, on a, I don't know, four mile or so, uh, ruck through these trails and leading us mm-hmm. through intersections. Um, it, it was inspiring to see these guys step up and do just such an awesome job when, you know, most, most guys, those age are, are sleeping in on Saturday mornings cause they were, uh, or Sunday mornings cause they were up playing video games or out partying all night. Uh, yeah. so, so that was really inspiring. And, and, uh, I think the other thing was, you know, I, I really valued, um, seeing the candor, um, within the packs, and I think a lot of that just comes from the culture that F3 sets. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's, you know that the feedback that would come to you as a leader was truly out of, out of love and wanting to see you uh, be able to learn from your experience and be able to do better the next time that you're put in that situation. Yeah. Um, Very so, cool. So I think that was, that was something that kind of, as time has passed, really kind of sat uh, or settled in to me. Um, you know, the, the culture that F3 creates, um, that you can have those discussions and and know that it's truly out of love is something something very very special that you don't see in a lot of situations and a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of scenarios. Very nice. And it's all part of leadership. That's right. And the uh, that's the mission of the GTE is to help guys become better leaders yeah. too. Always trying to accomplish the mission of F three. But speaking of comp- accomplishing the mission, uh, we have a guy on here, Justin Irby. His F three name is Dagger. He uh, came to uh, my. Uh, recognition when I found out what he does, uh, which is to uh, help organize this affordable housing for uh, men and women in recovery. And then uh, talking to him, and, and I'm going to read his bio to everybody as a or as a bit of an int- introduction. But uh, prepare to get excited because when I read his bio, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, can't wait to talk to that." This is definitely awesome. a high impact man yeah, who's had to overcome yeah. some things, right? Yeah, and, yeah, awesome man. So um, first of all, Justin Irby, aka Dagger, welcome to the show, Dagger. Thank you, guys. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, and you're coming to us from the Charlotte area, right? I am from Metro. Metro, Charlotte, Metro. Uh-oh. So I got to say, when I was down at the uh, at the GTE, Slaughter was, who is the F3 Nations Nantan, he was there as one of the cadre, and it was Friday night, I was talking to him at the social, and he said, uh, he said, yeah, because he knows Dagger, right? You guys work out together, right? Yes. And same, uh, same area and stuff, so... Um, he said, should I go on this show? And he's like, yes, absolutely. I told him you should go on, on, on the podcast. So anyway, uh, very cool. Unfortunately, when I was trying to interview guys, I, I never got a chance to interview Slaughter. So 
Um, I haven't told you this yet, but I think we had to have Slaughter back on the show. Yeah, probably should. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty busy. You know, I think he was really trying to make his rounds. Yeah, uh, yeah, to talk to as many guys as he could. So. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, but I was excited to talk to him then. I, I was I'm disappointed that I that I failed in getting him interviewed for that podcast. But we'll get him back on. Uh, so anyway, he, uh, his F3 name is Dagger. So before we ask him how he got involved with F3 and read his bio and stuff, dial up. Well, this is the part of the show where dial up and I play. How did he get that name? Yeah, and I forget. I was on a hot streak, and then I you were you well, you were it, right? two for the last three. Okay, two for three. I'm sixty six percent. Yeah. All right. So I I got two thoughts running through my head. Either either he he's like a knife collector. Uh huh. Um, and they asked him, you know, like what is like what his favorite one is, or he could be one of those guys. Did you ever see the show where they have to handcraft knives? That's where I was going. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. so you were going there. So I'll yeah. be nice. Okay. I'll be I'll be loving and sharing. Uh-huh. I'll go with my first one where he collects them. Okay, and I'll give you. I'll give you that he. Yeah, you might, my first thought knives. was maybe he makes knives. I but, should get partial know. credit though if if that one's. Well, correct. well, we're in this together, brother. Okay, All right. <laughs> so there you go. That's See, what everything's that. a competition. <laughs> so that's what I got. Yeah. All right, Dagger. So you can start off by telling us how you involved, how you got involved with F three. Well, you know what? Before you do that, I'm going to read your bio because I think this is a good time to do that. Uh, to kind of set the stage, and then and then we'll ask you those questions. So, here's Dagger's bio that he sent us. He says, "So I'm a f- I'm 41 years old, a na- native charlatan. Became an alcoholic at the age of 15. I played sports as a child and was very active. I had two parents who loved me and instilled my knowledge of God. They worked a lot, which left me on my own devices, to my own devices, and made a lot of bad choices. I have been to prison for some years for multiple DUIs. I used a lot of drugs." In 12-28-2018, God stepped in and gave me an ultimatum after a drug deal gone bad and I almost died. I went to treatment and in my third day there, they offered this program called F3 on a Saturday morning and said, running. So I was down and went out and worked out. And then after the workout, an F3 brother took two minutes to talk to me and tell me it was going to be okay. And at the time, I thought there was no way this guy in his fancy running shoes and nice car knows anything about what I've got going on. Come to find out, we shared a common struggle. So I keep showing up and got through treatment and had some man I had met in a Bible study present me with the opportunity to start a company to help others with day labor, which has become a very successful handyman service today and allowed me to teach trades to other men in early recovery. And I got involved in an amazing church that has lots of F3 members in it as well, which I continually show up to every Sunday and shake every man's hand that walks to the door and sit in the front and I sit in the front row. I also was able to start a nonprofit organization to provide affordable housing for over 20 men and women in early stages of recovery and helping them get their lives together. WIB.org and Facebook, WIBWIB, WIB, WIB Ministries, and we have above average for long, whoop, we have above average for long-term recovery in our residents due to offering everyone uh, their own bedrooms. Today, I have a group of F3 men to run life situations I deal with and I'm a father figure to F3 Hatchet and his sister who lost their father to addiction. Sorry about the typos. I screwed that up a little bit. But <laughs> Dagger, uh, uh, this you know we can't wait to kind of dive into this a little yeah. bit and, and have you tell your story here. But first of all, tell us how you got your name because we got to figure out if we're right or not. So I am. I would say I'm considering myself a knife enthusiast. Okay. Um, I, I heard. First- I heard knife collector. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I. I uh, profess myself as a self-proclaimed country boy. Um, you know, I spent a lot of time in the woods hiking and fishing and hunting and stuff. Um, and I've always carried a, usually a larger than normal fixed blade knife on me, um, which, you know, progressed into being called dagger. So 
Nice. nice. Well, dial-up gets credit for the Woo! win. Dial-up for the win. Yeah, baby. <laughs> He's three for the last four. All right. We'll, we'll count that. So we kind of know how you got involved with EH because uh, you were in recovery when you did, right? Yes. So I went through a program called the Charlotte Rescue Mission, which is a 120-day inpatient treatment facility here in Charlotte that has been around since the 30s. Um, Billy Graham's dad started, and it's a free faith-based organization. Um, and, you know, like I said, I was there, and they we had to meet in a chapel on Saturday mornings to have a little Bible study, and, and they tell us what we're going to do throughout the day on Saturdays. There's a lot of cleaning Mm-hmm. Uh, jobs that are dispersed out, clean bathrooms, you know, clean out the front of the facility and stuff. Um, and they they came and said, hey, do you guys want to participate in this F3 thing? You know, and uh, I would like to give a shout out to the nation as a whole because F3 has been the longest single volunteering organization at the Charlotte Rescue Mission for over 10 years. At least one man from the F3 nation shows up every Saturday and takes the guys out to work out. Outstanding. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Super exciting, um, you know, and, and I went out and, and you know, I, like I said, I'm, I'm an outdoorsy kind of guy. I played ice hockey in high school, rode a lot of bicycles competitively, um, just very energetic and, and you know, so, something that, you know, appealed to me. And I went out and, you know, did the workout and I was at a very vulnerable place in my life with, with still in the fog of addiction and alcoholism, you know, and, and didn't know where my life was going to go from hour to hour. You know, um, mm-hmm. and, and the compassion of this man after the workout made a lasting effect on my life. You know, like like I said, you know, the guy with the fancy running shoes and the nice car, you know, I, I, I didn't believe that he, he understood what I was going through, you know. But as we've become very good friends, you know, today, um, that he did. He, he struggled like I struggled, you know. Um, and, and today my life is okay. It's actually better than okay. You know, um, I have a circle of, of positive males in my life that I've never had. Yeah. You know, I've, I've always looked to the, the guy with the gold chain and, and, you know, that made a lot of illicit money, um, you know, and, and today I'm attracted to these men that are business owners and, and good fathers and, and, you know, uh, husbands and things. This is, you know, what I, what I feed off of, um, you know, I, I, I go to a church, it's called Waypoint um, Community Church, and a lot of the founding members of the F3 Nation attend my church, and I talk to them, you know, very regularly. we got Dread there, we've got, you know, uh, Slaughters there. Um, my circle is filled with dark helmets and uh, scratching winds, <laughs> you know, um, these are, these are the people that have influenced my life positively, you know, over the last almost five years. My sobriety date is December 28th of 2018. Um, I just turned 42 years young uh, Sunday. Oh, happy and, birthday. Uh, yeah. Thank you, sir. Um, you know, and uh, I have continuously for these past almost five years shown up to the Charlotte Rescue Mission every Saturday morning at 9 o'clock to continue to carry this message of recovery and God's grace and mercy to these new guys in this program. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I watch a lot of guys come through there that were me, you know, that are at this pivotal point in their life. And I'm able to, to step in and say, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, um, so it doesn't not- come with, it doesn't come with some, you know, there's, there's a lot of work involved in it. You yeah. know, um, I'm, I'm a 
I'm involved in a 12-step fellowship that, uh, you know, uh, I'm very active in. Um, you know, uh, the the 12th step of my recovery program is freely given what was given to me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I was able to, to open these houses where I deal with, you know, 15 or 20 men every day that are, you know, just, just looking for a little help. Mm-hmm. And that that little bit of help changes their whole life. Yeah. yeah, amen, man. It's it's amazing how it comes full circle because his first response when you know someone was there with him was, you know, what's this guy know about me, right? Or how can he yeah. relate to me? That's right. You know, and and now you're you're back, you know, and that could be the next guy's first response, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah, you you you've been there. You can relate to him. Yeah. So. Who was that guy? Who, do you know who was who he was? What his name was? That. I do, yeah, we're best friends. So it's F three Monkey Feet. Monkey Feet. Monkey um, Feet. Shout yeah, out! Shout um, out to Monkey Feet. That's right. Um, and we become, you know, great friends. I, I call him. You know, he's third on the list of when I'm struggling with what to do with my kids, or you know, all facets of my life where I struggle at. Yeah. You know, I was I was 36 years old before I learned how to pay a light bill. Um, I am way behind the curve as far as life and, and where I should be in life. So I, I seek a lot of advice, you know, cause these are just things I don't know. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, it's, and, a, it's, and it's amazing what God could do, you know, because you could speak to men that other men may not be able to speak to, you know, what you went, yeah. through, what you went through was, you know, you made bad decisions and, um, and it's not always a happy ending, but, uh, when people get into addiction and stuff, but, uh, but the people that come to know the Lord, that go through that and you know and recover from it and come out the other end can really have an enormous impact. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, hey, can we can we step back? One thing I caught there as you were as you were chatting about life, uh, you mentioned playing hockey and yes. and racing bicycles. Like when when was that? Like high school? What like what ages uh, was that? Yeah, so eighth grade, I was involved in the bicycle league real heavily, and then all through high school, I played ice hockey here in Charlotte, which is kind of <laughs> unheard of. But, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was wondering about that. What's, what's the bicycle league? Is that like BMX racing? Yes, oh, uh, actually okay. freestyle BMX. Yes, like in a in a park, ah, ramp, okay. things like that. Got yeah. it. So all you're right. doing flips and twists and all that stuff. I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, I mean, I I, I did do some competitions. You know, I wasn't I wasn't professional by any means, but you know, I I excelled at those things. You know, I I I had this ability to you know go out and be active and, 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 and when I'm properly focused, you know, I have a uh, good motives and I try real hard at things, you know, and, and that's proven in these, in my nonprofit and, in, you know, all these things. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. um, uh, dial-up's interesting cause you used to ride bike and now you're riding it again. Yeah. I, I did mountain, mountain biking, but, uh, yeah, you don't do flips, do you? I don't do. Fl- oh, I try not to. <laughs> not on purpose. <laughs> not, not, not intentionally. I might have done one or two. Uh, reason why my shoulder was so sore and I was uh, uh, <laughs> milking that to the GTE. But anyway, yeah, yeah, cool. Um, so you said that uh, you uh, basically became an alcoholic at age fifteen. Um, was there? Is there a heavy drink? I, I I ask this because where I grew up was what they call coal country and. Uh, northeast Pennsylvania and uh, it's a really heavy drinking culture and uh, it's everybody drinks everybody drinks a lot was the culture like that where you grew up or uh, did you just get involved with a a group that you you know you hung out with well I I believe in in 
you know, that I, I do a lot of scientific studying on addiction and alcoholism now, you know, because it's just part of my life that, you know, come to find out years later or here recently in my recovery of talking to my family, you know, that both of my grandfathers were suffered from the disease of alcoholism. Yeah. Um, you know, it was an environment, you know, it, um, there was a lot of partying and, and things when I was a young, young child in my family circles, you know, when it was Christmas, people were passing the bottle around and, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of appealed to me, you know, that was where the, the, the night where we got to stay up late and, and I might accidentally said a cuss word and nobody said nothing to me, you know, when I was 12, 13 years old or, mm-hmm. you know, we could get a little, get away with a little bit more at the Christmas party, you know, because my mom and them were having a fun, having a good time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I remember being 15 years old and I had a friend that his parents had a, a big farm and they would allow us to drink alcohol as long as we gave them the keys, our keys to our vehicles. Mm-hmm. And, and I had, I had drinking some Boone's farm and some whiskey <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, it, it put me to a point in my, uh, gave me a feeling that I never felt before, a, a feeling of being adequate. You know, I drank and I drugged because I felt less than. You know, and, and the alcohol at that young age filled that void. Mm-hmm. It made me dance. It made me talkative. You know, I was almost six foot tall and 100 pounds when I was 15 years old. I looked like a twig. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was very self-conscious about myself. You know, um, my parents provided everything I needed in life, but not everything I wanted. Yeah. You know, the neighbor kid had a dirt bike. I didn't have one. The neighbor kid had a PlayStation. I didn't have one. And, and you know, I could I could drink unlike anybody else. You know, I could, and, and, you know, when these kids are drinking one or two beers, I'm drinking six or eight, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it was something I was good at. And, and it made me the life of the party. So I excelled at that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a, I think there, uh, you know, I think number of factors, but obviously alcoholism has a, uh, uh uh, an inherited quality to it. Mm-hmm. I think there's some genes that predispose you to addiction. Um, maybe I don't know that for sure. Maybe you know that uh, dagger. I, but... I, I, tol- I totally agree that, yeah. that it's genetic, you know, and, and partly that, and then the environment, you know, yeah. if you grow up in a house where people drinking and, and having fun and you see that and you think, you know, it's just part of the lifestyle. Yeah. I, was, I was really addicted to a lifestyle. That's what it was. Right. Yeah. I, I could kind of relate. I didn't become addicted, but, uh, but you know, where, like I said, where I grew up, it was, it was the manly thing to do was to drink a lot. That's right. And, exactly. and if you drank a lot, the more you drank, the more you bragged about how much you drank the night before, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Plus it made you, yeah, it made it easier to talk to women and all that stuff. That's right. And dance. <laughs> and dance. I don't think it made me a better dancer, just an uninhibited dancer. <laughs> That's right. Yep. You've all heard the song by Brad Paisley, Alcohol, right? If That's I right. have yeah. I, Okay, I'll play it for you sometime, DFib. <laughs> yeah, I, yesterday, one of our surgeons, I will go nameless, was like, he, he shared that he was just at a uh, Tool concert. I said, who's Tool? I never even heard of Tool. What? What? Yeah, it's a it's some kind of progressive rock or yeah, something. Yeah, I, I, I know the name. I can't say that I know any of their music. But, but I'm oh, like, so, so I'm just lost after 1990 as far as music <laughs> goes. Got to listen to it. It's a great. They're a great band. I listened to it. I asked him if he had anger issues. <laughs> 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 um, okay, so you know this. You got involved with the with the alcohol at an early age. Um, did it did it help hurt you academically? Did you go to college? How did you know life go from um, there? So no, no, I did not go to college. Um, you know, it it 
I didn't, I, it got progressive slowly. You know, there was not a lot of accountability. Uh, my mother passed away when I was 19 years old, and, and God bless my mother's soul, you know. But my mother, if she still, if she would have been alive now today, I don't believe I would have recovered. I believe my mother would have allowed me to stay home and, and gave me a cushion to fall back on, and I, I would have never hit a bottom, which would have brought me here today, you know. Um, my mother suffered from alcoholism, um, was a very social functioning alcoholic and, and, uh, you know, that's just the way life was, you know, I mean, like I said, my granddad was alcoholic and and just the way she was, you know, and, and I don't believe I would ever got sober, you know, without the bottom that I had to hit, you know, which if she was still around, I'd, I'd probably be sleeping on her couch or in the spare bedroom still at 42 years old. Yeah. yeah. So what That's happened? Tough, How yeah. did you hit rock bottom? What made the difference in, in uh, seeking uh, help? So December 28th of 2018, I was involved in distribution of methamphetamine here in Mecklenburg County. Um, you know, I make a joke in the recovery community. I was introduced to meth in about 2010, right before I went to prison for the last time. Um, and all sorts of amphetamines. They sell some over, or the doctors prescribe some over the counter amphetamines that people take for ADHD and stuff, which was just a, the, the gate to my methamphetamine addiction. Um, so I get out of prison. I can't function anymore. I can't work, you know, because I'm, I'm drunk all the time. So I get into selling drugs for a living, you know, and, and like with other things, you know, if I put my mind to it, I become very good at it, you know, and, and, and was, selling a lot of meth in Mecklenburg County. And I was in a motel outside of a motel room when uh, some two, guy, two guys decided to rob me and a guy hit me in the face with a brick. And as I went to go drive off, his partner shot my car up. So when they found me on the side of the highway on Sunday morning, I had 15 orbital fractures in my face and eight 40 caliber bullet holes in the side of the car that I was driving. Wow. wow. And uh, I went to, so it was a welfare check. I was passed out on the side of the highway. The, the cops in the, uh, ambulance emergency response people show up and uh take me to the hospital and i'm in the hallway on sunday morning at our local hospital it's really busy on sunday morning because there's homeless people and, and all of you know people that acted stupid the night before and i've got stitches and stuff um and i get up to go use the restroom and i walk by the mirror in the public restroom and i, and I look in the mirror at myself with these 15 orbital fractures in my face i can't even see out of one eye um you know, and I hadn't looked at myself in the mirror in, in eight to ten years because I hated myself. You know, I had fathered a child that I walked away from when he was three months old. Um, and I looked in the mirror, and as I sit here and talk to you, God whispered in my ear that day and gave me an ultimatum. You know, he said, if you continue to follow this path you're on, you are going to die. But I'm giving you an ultimatum today to give this life up and come walk with me. And I did. You know, I, I had been beaten thoroughly into submission. I gave up that day, and not since that day have I had a thought or the urge to drink or use drugs. Wow. Um, wow. In recovery, we call it a burning bush moment. You know, we have two different stages of recovery. You have the educational variety, which is someone who who goes through the steps of the big book that I'm part of and, and has this, you know, moment, moment of clarity. And, they, and, you know, through work, they, you know, give up or that that God relieves the afflictions of drugs. Now I had that instant burning bush moment when I said I don't want to ever use drugs to drink again, God and the what we call the foxhole prayer. You know, God please and and he did. 
you know. And and like I said, I haven't had a thought of a drug or a drink since December twenty eighth, two thousand eighteen. Nice. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, that just it's an amazing story. Chills in my eyes. Yeah. Just uh, a little sweaty. We've heard these hearing that story, brother. That's um, powerful. Yeah. Really powerful. Yeah, we've heard these kind of stories before. I mean, God is amazing, isn't he? I mean, it's like. Uh, um. You know, I don't. I know. I wonder how many guys he reaches out to that God, you know, d- gives that kind of you know ultimatum like you described it, and yeah. the guys don't respond because right. uh, that's right. Not not only did God speak to him, that's uh, clearly, but you heard it and you listened. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, and and when, as I look back with a sober mind now, he had done that four or five other times in my <laughs> life, and I was like, but I'm not ready. Hang yeah. on, I got this. You yeah. know, and I, I would push him to the side you know and, and life kept getting worse you know it kept getting worse mm-hmm. so yeah god will continue to pursue take. you What's um, that? god will continue to pursue you yeah you know yeah. unfortunately sometimes our our consciences get hardened and uh we don't hear him as well so yeah if anybody's yeah. listening to this and they're going through something like this um yeah god's pursuing you right now mm-hmm. right I mean, God's That's pursuing right. you right now. Um, you just got to stop and, and 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 let him in. You gotta you gotta listen, and uh, and yeah, he's faithful. So he brought you out of addiction, and now he's using you mightily, brother. Yeah, <laughs> he brought you in a community of men, not just in F three, but in the church that you go to. Yes, yeah, you know, and I, I show up to church every Sunday. I try to be early, try to help set up, you know, um, and. God has presented me with, you know, I own this handyman service and, and has allowed me to be very financially secure in my life, you know, but with that, I give all that back to my community. You know, I've got these houses. When I, when I first started my first sober living house, it would have been three years ago, the day after Thanksgiving. Um, I had $10 in my bank account <laughs> and a circle of wow. friends that uh, I reached out to that, you know, were pretty well off financially and, and, you know, helped me build this dream because they believed in me. You know, they saw me showing up to these workouts on Monday morning. You know, they, they saw me showing up to church every Sunday. Um, so uh, kind of backwards on my story, I was about 18 months into sobriety and uh, my I lived with my AA sponsor. You know, he had seen me doing the right things and after I got out of treatment and, and invited me to come be his roommate. Um, I get up to go to work. It's like February the 19th, I believe, of 2020. Um, and my, my AA sponsor was a 68-year-old, you know, recovered addict um, and had done a lot of wear and tear on his body being that old and using drugs for so many years. Um, I got up to go to work, and he he hadn't waken up yet. So I go in his bedroom, and and he had passed away in his sleep. Um, You know, and and I was at a very turning point in my life. So I was going to school to be – so the the treatment facility I was in allowed you to go to college. They had a program where you could go to college and stay there for two years. Um, I was enrolled in our local college, our local community college for architecture, going to school, working with my sponsor, you know, a couple, couple days a week. And, uh, you know, had a budget of about $300 a week that I was making. So my sponsor passes away. My whole world is thrown into turmoil. Mm. You know, I don't know how I'm going to come up with his part of the rent. 
You know, I, I just don't know. You know, um, so I go to, and I'm going to pull a plug for my, my uh, home workout here. We got Big Hair Monday at Freedom Park, uh, <laughs> 5.30. Um, those are my guys. But uh, wait, 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 so, wait, wait! Big hair? Does that mean you I, play I've, big I've, hair music? I, I've or? seen it on someone's Strava. <laughs> Do you have to wear a wig? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I've seen it on someone's Strava. Some reference to Big Hair Monday. Or, yeah. So what's yes. that about? Tell, you got to tell us what that's about. I guess it's it's got an older crowd in it, so I guess they come up with that. You know that name, being that they're all from the '80s. You know, and went to high school in the '80s. And, okay. So, all right. If, well, yeah. they're my people. You had some big hair. That's right. I, oh, I had big hair, brother. I had I had I, I had a mullet and my hair was naturally curly. The chicks loved it, man. Let me tell you, the, aqu- <laughs> the Aquanet hairspray. Did I say it's aqu- Aquanet hairspray, Dave. No, no, baby. no. I, n- I never used hairspray. Teased up. Oh, the girls. Yeah. yeah the oh, girls. They, they yeah, not hair. you. Not you. Everything was big in the eighties. Absolutely, everything was big in the eighties. <laughs> Can we see a picture of that? You got a high school yearbook picture? <laughs> I do, I do, but uh, you can't. No one's going to see that on this podcast. <laughs> so, so this incident happens, you know, and uh, I show up. I continue to do what I'm doing, you know, because these are the things that they suggest that I do. Um, and I show up to the Big Hair Monday workout that Dexter passed away on a Thursday, and I show up Monday morning, and and in the gloom. This guy comes up to me and he says, I heard about what was happening. What happened to you? Can I, is there anything I can do to help you? I will stop what I'm doing right now and offer you some assistance. Um, and I, I was like, who, who is this guy? You know, in, in the, the addict mindset that I have, I think everybody wants something yeah, from yeah, me. Right. You know, when you offer me some help, there's got to be an ulterior motive. Yep. You know, and I, and I, I struggled with this for a long time in recovery that people just do nice things. I didn't believe that, you know, my whole life had been centered around being selfish and greedy. Um, so this guy comes up to me and he offers my, his assistance and, and, you know, it's like, I will stop what I'm doing and help you today. Anything you need. And I, I didn't realize, you know, who he was. And I said, who are you? And he said, my name is dread. And I was like, you're the guy. <laughs> you're like you're like uh, around here you're kind of like elvis you know and and, and I, I was so blown back by that you know um and and that was you know the defining a moment of how important the f3 nation was in my life you know and and how i was gonna get involved in this organization you know become an avid member of the f3 f3 nation you know, that, that was the defining moment of, of, of grace and mercy to another man for me. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, uh, I mean, so, you know, he, these guys, they live it, right? They don't just talk it. Right. They, they live it. Yep. I can understand Dark Helmet being that big hair Monday, but Dred's hair isn't that big right now. I don't know. But he's a product <laughs> of the 80s, so yeah, my man doesn't, doesn't have big, Dark hey. Helmet doesn't have big hair, though. Oh, it's big enough. It's, it's firm. <laughs> it's firm. It's glossy. <laughs> It's uh, stiff. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that you know that's cool, man. I, I, that's a that's a great uh, testimony, not only for you and uh, for your testimony, but testimony to these guys and and you know uh, what F three is about, right? Right. Uh-huh. I mean, we just came out of the off this GTE. I mean, Dollar wasn't there this Saturday uh, when I queued, but I'm, I, you know, I'm I'm trying to bring what we a little bit of that GTE back. Yeah. You know, trying to we're, we're reciting the credo now to uh, two beatdowns in a row. We've always we always recite the five core principles in the mission statement, but now we're reciting the credo too. Cool. But uh, 
but I, you know, I challenged our guys to, you know, have our antennas up a little bit more, you know, and, and, uh, who, who may need help, who may not need help, that kind of thing. I mean, our yeah. guys are great. We're, we're, we're already, we're already donating money for a Christmas project and doing things and stuff. So, um, I don't want to th- make it seem like our region isn't good at that, but uh, anyway, can always, can always do better. Like, always do better. Yeah. Like Wednesday of last week, you know, the, the treatment facility I was in the Charlotte rescue mission is doing a big turkey drive for, they collect meals for the homeless people and, and, you know, people of bad financial means. And, and I, I send a group text out Thursday afternoon Hey, anybody want to chip in on some turkeys with me? And I raised three hundred dollars in an hour yeah. to buy turkeys. And I went, right. I went Saturday morning after my first workout and bought fifteen turkeys and took them up in between the workouts and and donated them to the uh, under the F three flag. Nice. You know, what I mean, when 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 I need something in my life and I put a call out more, there's more than. So many guys show up for, for the need, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I, I ask a question and 15 guys call me to give me advice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's awesome, man. That, that's the community of men. And and that's the free the lead part too. Yeah. Just doing yeah. stuff like that. Like, you know, I think one of the things with the GT that, that hits you that I've, that I've, I've sensed is, you know, the mission. Yeah. Right. The mission is the plant grow and serve small workout groups for men for the reinvigoration or reinvigoration of male community leadership. Yeah. Um, you know, some of these, some of these things aren't, aren't necessarily part of the F3 mission, but the, the offspring of it. Yeah. And, uh, that's, you know, hearing, you know, you go get 15 turkeys just like that and, and donate it. Is it the mission? No, but it's what comes about Yeah, from, absolutely uh, from F3 and the mission and the culture and, uh, and all three Fs being fully engaged. Absolutely. And, uh, that's, yeah. So we want to see more coming out of our region as well. Yeah, what, you, what you're referring to is when Bono during Grow School yeah. mentioned uh, that they the mission uh, and how one of the guys wanted their F3 group to adopt a highway or whatever, and it failed. And he said it failed because that's not our mission. Right. Our mission is to invigorate other men to to go out and lead and do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think because I was feeling guilty about not starting like a scholarship fund, that was my one of my goals, and like I I feel guilty about not doing that. Um, and I realized that if I want to do that, that's great. I can go do that. Yeah. But that's not our mission. Our right. mission at F3 is to um, help other guys become better leaders so they can go and do those things. Yeah. And Dagger's been invigorated. He has. Yeah. <laughs> it's a continuous invigoration. Absolutely. Yeah. So now even anytime I go on vacation anywhere. So I went to Miami, Florida for a week about three or four months ago, you know, and I, and I put the call out and I had an F3 brother from Ohio meet me in Hollywood, uh, Florida, and we did a workout together, just me and him. Sweet, awesome. yeah, they, yeah. Because they don't have a region down there, right? They do not. Yeah, no. they need it. Miami, come on, Miami. Yeah, I know, right? Oh my gosh, there's so many cool things that they could call things down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, any any time I go, you know, I've been out to the coast of North Carolina, worked out with those guys. I mean, we're we're everywhere, you yeah. know, and 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 we meet, and and I had a great conversation with the guy in Florida, you know. We we were we're all going through stuff in life, you know, and we can bounce things off of each other. You know, I'm I'm a, a stepfather, you know, which is new to me, and and I seek a lot of advice on being a, a dad. Mm-hmm. You know, this is something at 42 years old I know nothing about, and it scares me. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. You're, so you're a new dad now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so well, you- I, I have a I have a 13, a 12, and a 13 year old step 
stepdaughter, 13 years old, and a stepson, 12 years old. Nice. So you got, when did you get married? Uh, we're not, we're in the process of getting married. Okay. So, yeah, but we've been together for over, over four years now. We have a, so my, my stepson, he, they just left to go to school. My stepson <laughs> was a born addicted to drugs. Um, his, his sister at seven years old found her father in a bathroom dead of an overdose on fentanyl. Oh, um, these two kids have never had a bedroom up till about three years ago when they moved in with us. They were custody of a grandmother that they slept on her couch their whole life. Um, and today, the 13-year-old stepdaughter is on her second go-around of honor roll consistently in her school. Awesome. Sweet. Good for her. Um, F3 Hatchet, which is my stepson that I've got involved in the nation, uh, made the basketball team first time ever about a week ago. Awesome. Nice. Uh, you know, we have we have a godly household here that has accountability in it. And, and these kids are, are, are thriving. You know? Yeah, you know, we get all this credit to F3, but all the ultimate uh, credit and glory goes to God. And, um, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how people do it without Jesus in their life. But anyway, um, uh, Dagger is a, is a walking example of that, I think. And that, what a testimony, brother. Yeah. Man, you're making an impact on so many lives right now. Not that these young people that you're responsible for, you know, his son and daughter yeah. and your, and, uh, and, um, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and you got your community of men to fall back on to help you with that. That's right. You know, I have a, so we are opening our sixth sober living house here in about a week here in Charlotte. Um, we will be able to house, it'll be 28 men and women as of next week. Um, you know, and, and we have stories of, I have a 62-year-old man that lives in one of my houses is, that just graduated with a bachelor's in elementary education as a fifth-grade school teacher. Um, you know, kid, uh, women getting the custody of their children back and, and mm-hmm. you know, progressing on to the next phases of life and, and becoming functioning members of society. Yeah, yeah. You know? so, so tell us about that ministry. You started this nonprofit. Tell us, I may have messed up the, the name in the, in the intro, so I apologize. So why right. don't you so set us straight. It's WebWeb Ministries or WebWeb.org. We're having some trouble with our website at the moment, but um, Facebook, WebWeb Ministries. Um, I met a guy at, a, at a, an F3 Bible study called ABS, which is almost Bible study that's been going on for 20 plus years. Um, with some of the founding members of the F3 Nation and uh, his F3 mama son, John Cantrell, shout out to you. Uh, and he, he owned 34 rental properties here in Charlotte. And uh, so he allowed me to do some handyman work. Um, we built a, a relationship through that. And then I had some guys coming out of treatment that asked me if I knew where I, they could rent a house. And Another God moment, you know, I was in the shower on the on a Sunday morning getting ready to go to church, and, and God spoke to my heart and said, you know a guy with some houses, you need to start this ministry to help these men, and and, and the, the pivotal part of that is the accountability, mm-hmm. you know, I, I show up at these houses, I have conversations with these men almost daily, some of these guys, you know, and make sure they're doing okay, you know, how are you doing, how's your, you know, How's your mental status? You know, are you making meetings and stuff? And and, and we did the one house, and and the guys stayed. You know, and they were happy. And um, you know, over over the course of three years, it, it's mushroomed into six houses, and we have a women's house. And uh, you know, um, we're continually growing. You know, we have big plans for the next two years. Um, I own a piece of property where I would like to build a thirty-six bedroom, brand new recovery housing facility at. Wow. 
Sweet. Yeah. Look at yeah. God. Look at look at God. Wow. Go to work. <laughs> so yeah. that, that's amazing, brother. Um, I you know it's I, I I'm blown away by guys who's come on this um, dial up and I always say this we always feel convicted that um, and amazed by the guys that come on and tell their stories who who do these kind of things yeah it's just incredible so now um, just to backtrack just a second Ooh. yeah go ahead hey, can I ask, yeah. so what's the the name of the ministry what what's the origins of that so with so I I'm at, I so I'm you know recovery is a faith based fellowship. It's a God of your understanding, but like I tell the guys that, that I work with, my sponsors and stuff, if you if you want what I have, you do what I do. I go to church. I'm a professed Christian, you know, um, and I, I I will not I will not keep my tongue quiet on none of this to anybody. Uh-huh. You know, this is this is who I am. Yep. You know, I have this amazing life because I show up to church every Sunday, and I have an intimate relationship with the God that I believe in. You know, the first thing I do every day before I do anything. It's hit my knees at the foot of my bed mm. and thank God that I'm allowed to wake up in this house with heat and, and you know, in a bed and, and, you know, have these blessings in life. That's how I start my day every day. I've done that consistently for over four years. Nice. Um, you know, and, and so I meet this, I go to this Bible study with these guys and uh, it's 530 in February and I'm on a bicycle with a bunch of guys that drive BMWs, you know, and, uh, they're like, wow, this guy is, is serious. So they have this dream 10 years before they ever met me of a helping some guys with a day labor kind of thing. And they called it Wib Wib. And it was why I believe what I believe, which is oh, reference to God. Ah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I ran with it. They, they presented it to me. Um, one of these other guys runs a nonprofit where he helps underprivileged people start businesses. Um, so they presented me basically with the, the bones of a business, yeah. you know, the le- the legal part of it, the LLC yep. and stuff. You know, I, I've been a carpenter for 20 plus years. I have a very um, great skill set as far as work goes, you know, even through my addiction and alcoholism till the end, you know, I, I, I have a, I have a very good skill set as far as that goes. Um, so I take this and I run with it and, and I meet some very prominent people in Charlotte that believe in me also and, and give me an opportunity and, and I've excelled. You know, I've become a, a local household name here in Charlotte doing this handyman thing. And, yeah. um, so we actually have some apartments here in Charlotte that, that the F3 Nation funds that are long-term housing for after the Charlotte Rescue Mission. Um, and they hired my company to go in, and I've been doing this for over three years. I go in and I gut, remodel, and retrofit each apartment. So we have over 30 apartments here in Charlotte that are funded by the F3 Nation, by Metro, that have employed me and provided me a way to, you know, finance or, you know, work. Right. You know, they've opened, this. the nation has opened so many doors for me. It's not just the workouts. It's not just the fatherly, but I mean, they are employing me. Yeah. I'm employed by the nation. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah and, and uh, you know, we, we've, like I said, this why I believe what I believe. I believe this because God saved my life, and He shows up daily and blesses me. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's a great testimony. Again, yeah. you know, getting, getting, every morning, uh, it, you know, you, it's it's hard for some of us sometimes to feel the gratitude we should. Yeah, and that and He just gave us perspective, mm-hmm. right? Getting on His knees every morning, which is we should all do that. 
and and thank God for everything that we have instead yep. of complaining about what we don't have or what troubles we have. And yep. some some of us have a lot of troubles, but you know, serious troubles. I mean, but uh, but man, to be to be able to get on your knees every day and be thankful for uh, for another day and for what we have. Yeah. Count your blessings. Yeah, I had a, I had a, a, a you know God puts these moments in my life to keep my life in perspective when I get all hung up in work or something. So I'm having some issues with some, some my, one of my kids, you know, I'm struggling with what I do as a parent. And that same day, God puts a man that had relapsed and is living in the woods in my path for me to help. Wow. When I think that I can't take it with this kid anymore, I get to see a guy that's living in the woods. Yeah. You know, and my problems become minuscule compared to that. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Pers- and, perspective. And, yeah, and, and I'm able to stop what I'm doing throughout my day and get this guy back on track. And I talked to him last week, and he's back in a treatment program and, and progressing again in life, starting over, you know. And, and like I said, I, I come home, and I just want to hug my kid after that. Yeah. You know? That's awesome, brother. Really awesome. Um, can uh, If you want people – so people want to donate or get involved, they can contact you through uh, your website? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so, so the website's down in the moment. You can look up Facebook, Web Web Ministries, and uh, that would be the best way to contact us. It has my contact information and stuff on there. So, All right. Cool. So um, we usually have two questions at the end, but I'm going to just give you one for, because we're, we're crunched on time a little bit today, so I apologize for skipping out on one of them. But um, the question I have for you is, uh, before I ask this, first of all, I want to thank you for coming on. I mean, this this has been yeah. awesome, right? It's everything I had hoped for and and more after reading your bio. Yeah. So truly, truly moved, inspired, and and touched by your story, brother. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So that's. I mean, that, I I hope people out there doesn't get, get the much same better than this get, as far as yeah, I know. You know, I know God's redeeming grace and yeah. Um, Amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the last question is. This is your chance to speak to the men of America. What message do you have for the men of America? Um, vulnerability. You know, I, I can go at 5.15 in the morning and show up to a workout and, you know, jokingly say that I want to drown my kids in the bathtub. <laughs> 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 or, you know, that, I, that I'm struggling, you know, uh-huh. and, 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 you know, that, that, don't hold this in. You know, we need to become vulnerable to grow. You know, and if you're struggling with anything, you know, in any facet of your life, reach out to another man and, and you know, just share it. You know, it, 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 it's so freeing for me to be able to call slaughter or call dread and say, hey, I've got this going on, you know, and, and what seems so big in five or ten minutes seems minuscule because they're going to share their experience with the same thing and, and yeah. tell me it's just life. Right. So vulnerability. Yeah. Um, you, you can't get help unless you ask for help. And that's uh, right. I mean, I think as, as your picturesque American male, we're, 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 you know, in this stigma that we got to be so tough and, and we've got to lead. We're not, we're not, we struggle, mm-hmm. you know, and it's okay to say I'm not okay. Yeah. Yeah. Amen, brother. Good word. Um, let me ask you a quick question, a follow-up question on that. So to be vulnerable, and we talk about doing this in the uh, circle of trust at the end of beatdowns. 
how do you guys handle that? When, when you guys queue uh, down there, uh, and different guys probably do it differently, but uh, how do you handle that? Does, some, does the, the queue usually just ask for prayer requests? Or, yes. Uh, yes. Or, is there, or is there some other way to pull guys uh, you know, out and, uh, and you know, really give them that opportunity to share? Well, I mean, we, we, you know, this is what one of the, the great things of, that I saw, you know, or like with, with Monkey Feet, you know, the after the workout, this guy's going to stop and, and spend however, you know, 10, 15 minutes usually and, and take you to the side and, and talk to you, you know, and, and show some compassion or, you know, and, and that's what the appeal of the nation is for me, you know? Yeah. Do you guys have everybody's phone number? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I see what you did there. My packs will get that. Um, all right. Well, dude, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm blown away and inspired by your, uh, by your uh, testimony and your story. All I could say is keep up the good work, man. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and God is 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 good, man. He is he is uh, moving in everybody's lives. Um, people need to just get on board. Okay, God's at work. Now, here's a guy that's uh, involved in this ministry. If this is something that appeals to you, that calls to you, if it's touched your heart, then reach out to reach out to Dagger. How can people get a hold of you? Um, like I said, Web Web Ministries on Facebook. Well, just you personally. How do they get you? Oh, uh, I mean, you can look me up. I'm on Facebook, also social media. Um, Justin Irby, I'm on Twitter a lot also. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, reach out for reach out to Dagger with an encouraging word. You know, all you have three guys on Slack, you know, reach out to him on the Nation Slack channel. And because, um, you know, we all like that, right? I mean, this guy doing amazing work. He's doing God's yeah. work. It'd be great for uh, the men of the nation to reach out and say, hey, hey, Dagger, we're with you, brother. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, listen, if you ever want to come back on the show, I keep calling this a show. Is that appropriate? I don't know sure. podcast, podcast whatever we got here um if you ever want to come back on and share man you know something new that that's going on in your life that god's doing in your life or in anything like that uh just just contact us okay definitely yeah we're gonna push this episode real hard because this is this is a story people need to hear yeah man awesome. all right well Thank god you, bless you brother we got we got another guy in the docket coming up here so we got we got to interview uh power clean He's uh, he's our, uh, our next uh, our next guest, so uh, we got to make room for him. So uh, I apologize for cutting it a little bit shorter than we usually do, but uh, but it was all awesome. Yeah, and good we're, deal. We're honored to have known you, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Y'all right. have a good day. Thank you. You too. God bless you, Love man, you, brother. Take care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I would like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their story of becoming a high impact man. More information and resources can be found at highimpactman.com. If you like this podcast, please consider following us on our social media pages or email us at him at highimpactman.com. That is H-I-M at highimpactman.com. The High Impact Man podcast has a new episode every week, and you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast platforms. Have a great week, everyone.